that's sort of the quick version on how he knows Michelle and myself. And in the past year, you've gotten to know Fonz because working at the Star as the producer extraordinaire, you get to pick the staff that works our high school football games. Yeah, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) You You keep bringing him back. You keep bringing him back. (laughs) Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Better If You're Drunk, episode number 10 already. I feel like we just started this. Woo! 10 episodes deep to begin with me as always, or not as always, you were absent last episode, Castro. Daddy's back, guys. We can do the show now. Daddy was always here, dude. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, Did you listen to your cousin's appearance last week? I did. What'd you think? Absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I actually like the episode. Uh, well, good. Glad to hear it. I bet you thought the sound quality was way above the normal. Absolutely. The Darth Vader vocals were a great touch, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a man of my word. Uh, <laughs> all right. William, how you doing? Big Willie style here. Great. Jose? <laughs> <laughs> what's up everybody uh yeah no, i'm doing good had uh had a lot of food yesterday so uh no complaints that's right holiday thanksgiving yesterday we'll get to that in a second but first i want to introduce our next guest we're rolling right through this league as promised william's opponent in a win or go home grudge match justin i do what's up hey i'm good guys Thanks for having me. I'm I'm a little disappointed it took ten episodes, but you know we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end of the season. <laughs> I just gotta say, it took us... it's sorry. I just gotta say, it's so refreshing to have um, someone else who knows all about audio quality. And I see you also have a mic. Um, I myself have a mic as well. And we are that we are the only two who have mics. Um, yeah, it's gonna be funny. I'm gonna have to record this whole thing over again for an hour and a half after this ends because my mic won't work. So it'll be great. Let's just let's just hope your first time with a mic isn't is better than Jesus' first time. With a mic. <laughs> I've been recording two two uh, audio files ever since, so just in case. I just love that. I see you have a microphone. I have a microphone as well. <laughs> yeah, the, the viewers can't see it, but when when we pointed out that Justin had a mic, Dee's just slided his mic to get it in the camera view. So now now we, everyone sees it. He wanted to show oh, that wow. he yep. wanted, he wanted to show that it was bigger than uh, yeah. Justin's. <laughs> bigger than Derrick Henry's mic. <laughs> Nothing's bigger than Derrick Henry's. Uh, well, Justin has been uh, speeding through the previous nine episodes to get up to speed, and um, the last one he heard was, of course, the Thanksgiving edition. And he was telling me a little bit earlier. We just got off of a work shift together that he took uh, some exception to. Uh, somebody's thanksgiving take uh justin yeah so which one of you guys orders pizza who was it again oh, <laughs> that oh, guy that's right me. there that's me okay so you're saying your stuff from thanksgiving but all you did was have frozen pizza yeah no i, I, had, I had pizza um i actually so went to uh my in-laws house and they made some um um 
carnitas. Um, so had that. Um, it's carnitas. Car- that's what I said, carnitas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they had whole other, like a diff- bunch of different sides, but not like your Thanksgiving sides. No like mashed potatoes, no corn. Um, very untraditional, but that's what I had. And it was great, man. No turkey smell. Man, I'm telling you, it, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. And, uh, and, and this year's even worse because we can't be with family. And so, you know, I think Mario said that we're already used to being gone on Thanksgiving day, but then we, uh, I couldn't even go home after the fact and see family and do that. So I just went by a coworker's house last night on the way home and picked up like a whole plate of food that had everything Thanksgiving, like jumbled into this big plate. And it was incredible. I ate it like 10 o'clock last night. Who was that? Ted. Uh, Ted. Ted? Ted's house. I guess so. I guess. Wow. Shout out to Ted. Ted. Yeah, Ted came through. He saved Thanksgiving. <laughs> Somewhere Michelle is grinding her teeth and oh, giving I know. a hard Dude, side eye. I'm telling you, like, like turkey is like my favorite thing in the world, but only on Thanksgiving. Like, I only want turkey on Thanksgiving, but I'll eat a whole turkey. Damn. Well, you can have Jose's, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. By all means, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever do a first ever Dynasty League Thanksgiving together where we all sit around and watch the Cowboys lose... Or maybe, watch, uh, <laughs> maybe watch Antonio Gibson score out of his mind. We're not even <laughs> there <are>. yet, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a foreshadow, William. Um, speaking of what you just sort of hinted at, um, we we haven't really gotten into what everybody kind of does for a living. I, I've sort of mentioned it offhand, saying I've been at practice and stuff like that, but um, something we sort of do for people's first time come on is say kind of how you got indoctrinated who your in was who you know and how you met them and um uh yeah i'll let you take the floor on uh on that front yeah uh so me and mario probably go the furthest back uh mario and i were both at uh unt together and uh the first memory i really have of mario was uh we had a uh a television station, like intramural basketball team. We were kind of doing like an office style show about, uh, called intramurals. And we needed a couple more people to play basketball with us. And, uh, we were having a meeting and Mario was kind of standing in the back and we asked the whole crew from a, a sports show that we do, you know, who wants to be on our basketball team with us. And he's like, he's raised his hand. And he's like, I'll, I'll do it. And so we played really shitty basketball <laughs> and, and lost to like drunk frat teams. We lost a game, uh, where the other team only had three players. <laughs> four. Um, it was four players. Yeah. Four, okay, four okay. Players. Four. Regardless, they didn't have a full squad, and we lost the game to them. It was the shittiest basketball season <laughs> I've ever been a part of. Um, but that's how I got to know Mario, and he, we would go to like IHOP afterwards, and my wife was super pregnant at the time, so we got to know each other that way. Uh, then with the Cowboys, um, Michelle was, my, uh, was with me my first year as an intern. She was the head intern. And uh, and then Mario came on a year later, and it kind of just jumbled into a great friendship that turned into inviting me into the league. So, yeah, that's sort of the the speed version of that. My my whole thing was, um, I went to go do like it was my first semester of college. I never did extracurriculars, and I knew I just wanted to be in uh, like the TV film side of stuff. And they had this thing called NT TV at UNT, and so I go, and I'm pretty sure this guy was giving like a. Uh, uh, an orientation like he was leading an entire group of people to go around i was like god this guy seems like he's been here forever i guess he like works in the department he had been there for one semester and just because he sort of somehow climbs his way to the top of every single thing within one semester he was i don't remember what your official title was but you were 
you had your own office like in the NTTV thing and you're yeah, leading orientations. Yeah. yeah, the director. Yeah. I, I'm sitting here thinking that you put in like five years to be able to do this and you had just gotten there right before I did. <laughs> no, like some dude showed up that was uh, older than all the other kids and they were like, sure, we'll let him do it. And because uh, I was I think I was like 27 at the time. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was I was an older grad. Yeah, we were late, as well. late grads. Yeah, but look at us now. Um, so yeah, putting a, a button on that. You interned in the 2014 Cowboys season with event presentation. And Michelle was an intern with you, and she's got her own crazy story about how she landed that gig, uh, which I'll let her I'll let her share when she comes on. But mm-hmm. um, you guys interned together the very next season, 2015. NTTV was holding their media Kickstarter day, and you were like the only person allowed to come back for a second year, just because that's how your life works. I guess you you direct things immediately, and you get asked to come back for a. For second terms when it's not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be the one to say it. As I look around the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Uh, yeah, you came back, but we had already met each other through kind of intramural basketball and uh, and softball. We even played two sports. And Michelle was the representative they sent from the Cowboys that day. And I remember I was supposed to be doing like a news report uh, for KNTU, who we just saw tonight. And I like ran out, like I wrote my scripts really quickly, ran downstairs, got to meet uh, Michelle. It was like a a dating, uh, like a speed dating round. Like you had like five minutes with every table and then they would kick you off. I had to get up and leave because I had to run upstairs at noon to go do a live uh, news broadcast. And I was like, I'm done. Like I just got up and walked out on the Cowboys in the middle of like this, this whole thing. But uh, much to my surprise, I got an interview, which to still to this day, I don't know how much you had a hand in. I've tried to like pry it out of you to say like, am I? Are you the only reason they they even bothered to call me? You'll never know. <laughs> still, <laughs> sounds like a yes. <laughs> still don't know. Uh, got the interview. Got brought on for the internship. Two years later, that turned into full time. Right around the time, maybe a month or two before, you turned into full time. And Michelle had gotten full time a year prior, so now all three of us work at the uh, at the headquarters over there and have been for, I mean, three years for me. You guys get credit for your intern years, so you're at five. Yeah, I'll take that credit all day. I, I'm cool with them counting that. Uh, I think you you skipped like six months or so, and they took it away from you. So, yeah, I didn't get to end. I they, you know I didn't have my white guy card to come back for 2016, so <laughs> I just had to figure around. And the reason five years is a big deal is they give you like a commemorative football, like with like congrats on five years, which Justin has and looks like he's reaching for. Oh, do we get to see it? Yep. Oh, oh that's cool. Dang. That is there cool. There it is. Yep. You yep. suck, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so I still got to wait another year and a half for, for mine. I'm always going to be behind. But uh, yeah, that's sort of the... Uh, that's sort of the quick version on how he knows Michelle and myself. And in the past year, you've gotten to know Fonz because working at the Star as the producer extraordinaire, you get to pick the staff that works our high school football games. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> you hear that? You keep Lalo? bringing him back. You keep bringing him back. <laughs> I swear, Fonz and I. Every time we see each other, we just kind of like stare at each other for a second. And they were like, fuck you, Fonz, like every single time. <laughs> I see it. I believe it. <laughs> I believe time. it. Yeah, so he was there tonight. Um, we should play a game for how many times we catch Fonz sleeping at his position. But it's uh, it's every single day. And I remember being, 
I remember being so embarrassed because at this point, Justin's bringing him on just because he knows he's reliable and he'll come in and fill the shifts. But first time, like he's literally falling asleep, drooling on the counter. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, they're never going to call this guy back. And luckily, Justin took a video and just laughed it off. And like, okay, great. <laughs> they're, like, they, they keep bringing him back. they're not upset. <laughs> that oh. that saved Fonz's job right there. <laughs> So yeah, through that, uh, you have not made it out to San Antonio just yet for any of the live drafts. Obviously, uh, we didn't have one this past year, but um, the year prior was your first as the expansion team. But you told me today, I think you want to try and uh, make it if you can. Yeah, man, I'd love to, uh, especially if this COVID stuff kind of blows over. I think it'd be cool to be in the same spot with all you guys and have a good time and and get that draft out of the way. Uh, Hopefully, I won't pick number one this year. We'll see how that all turns out, but... Yeah, I hope you don't either, man. <laughs> <laughs> two for two so far in your in your inaugural year. You uh, had the same odds as I think Fonz and Scott, and you came in with the one. And last year, I think if you didn't have the best odds, no, you didn't. Will had the best odds. Yeah, yeah. yeah we all know who had the best odds, Mario. It was supposed to be me, and somebody fucked me when I named him. <laughs> You ended up with number one. Uh, your first year, you took oh, uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. That's right. right. And, and then Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was my uh, was my guy this year. So they they both panned out pretty good. Uh, turned into pretty good starting running backs for me. They did, and helped propel you to the position you're in now. And uh, we'll get to that when we start tackling the matchups. But uh, uh, another thing we like to do with people who come on is to try and recall and. Uh, I think you're the only person you're show- you know we just came away from working together. He was showing me his his notes. He has a full Microsoft page worth of talking points because <laughs> he went God. deep dive. All into- right, Castro. <laughs> and Castro was miserable, but he went deep dive because he had heard the other episodes and he knew we were going to ask it. So uh, you have a pretty good answer for your fantasy football beginnings. Yeah, I started in like 2000, uh, 2004. But I don't think I played my first like real league until 2006, and I had uh, and that was a like a 13 year running family league, but it was a redraft league, which everybody's kind of familiar with. And uh, so uh, I kind of looked at my first pick I ever had in that draft, and it was Tiki Barber. So that was kind of a throwback. Interesting. And, uh, he was like the he was like the last pick in the first round. I think I had that year. So uh, and I was kind of you were talking about like players you fell in love with um, mm-hmm. on some of the other episodes. I had. Uh, Michael Turner on my team for five straight years in a redraft league, which seemed kind of crazy, but he was a beast for a few years with the Falcons. He was a short little like running back. Real quick, does anybody know who that is? No, <laughs> I do not. This is years. Like, this is like two. This is like two thousand, like probably seven through like ten or oh, something seven, or yeah. eleven. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this it was, was way back. In- <laughs> oh yeah, like, I had like Stephen Jackson, like Matt Forte, Anquan Bolden. Like, I mean, my team was my team was pretty good for a couple of years there. Um, but I went back to see like what my worst draft pick was through the entire time in that league too. And, uh, I took Jameis Winston fifth overall at, <laughs> in 2017 in a redraft league. And I think I cut him like halfway through the season. So that was, uh, that was pretty, and I had a, I had a name one year that was, that was pretty offensive. I was uh bad news kennel one year after, uh, Michael Vick's kind of whole thing went down. So. Uh, <laughs> we all remember that. 
I like how you you saved us the trouble of like going through your Twitter history. You just bring up the worst thing right yeah. away. <laughs> I'm just gonna go like canceled right now. Yeah. Don't even search. I'll, I'll I'll bring it to you. Um. Well, as we mentioned, you are one of the two expansion teams. You actually came pretty close to being one of the original ten as we were phasing out uh, Josh. And it was a real weird situation for me because uh, Michelle was not in the league at that time. And I just opened my mouth to both of you and you both had interest. And I was like, okay, what happens here? I still don't remember how I decided, but I think it was easier to massage to you like, hey, we're going to expand soon. And I know how much you love building things from scratch. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you'd have interest in this. And you know what? Looking at it today, Michelle's in last place, even below your team. So maybe it worked out for the best. Yeah, I'll take it. It was one. It was one extra year of waiting, uh, but uh, I think you guys. I mean, she lived with you at the time. I think still even so. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you made the right decision there uh, <laughs> in the league first. So I don't hold any grudges there. Sounds like kind of sounds like you do. Well, one one final talking point about your team. We won't go through your whole expansion drafts. Uh, I sort of want to to make this episode as long <laughs> as possible. But uh, we're already at thirty minutes in. Castro's already giving me the death stare. I don't know when we started. How far? No, I'm we? just kidding. I'm just we're kidding. Not, <laughs> we're not that far. No, no. I think we're like fifteen. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, one of the themes of your team that I felt like was worth bringing up is you have the absolute worst luck with tight ends that I think I've ever seen. Anybody have? Uh, I was going to do it, but you saved me the trouble of going through the history of all of your tight end woes. Tell yeah, us. you guys, did you guys grab a drink? Everybody grab a drink <laughs> while we're uh, going yep. through this. It's, it's long and it's, it's depressing. Uh, the, the best thing for my expansion draft was Lamar Jackson, so I'll, I'll get that out of the way first. He's had a rough start. He's had the Madden curse hit him this year, so that kind of sucks. That's um, solid COVID. But, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah the COVID was the nail on the, <laughs> nail on the coffin on the Madden curse. <laughs> so, uh, so going through my tight end history earlier, I was even surprised at some of these guys I had on my roster. So, uh, Jared Cook was my first tight end. Okay, uh, I drafted Darren Waller in the sixth round of the expansion draft, Ooh. and then I waived him for Gus Edwards, who never played a game for me, never started for me. <laughs> <laughs> And we obviously know if I would have wouldn't have done that, Darren Waller would have been in my tight end this whole time. You know, not only did that you would have solved. Not only did you drop him, but the very next waiver period, Warwick paid a hundred dollars. His famous hundred dollars purchase, and it was a great move. It was a great move. Yeah. He's had a, he's had a solid tight end this whole time, and uh, it would have eliminated every issue I would have had. Uh, and then I had Dallas Goddard. I drafted him in the expansion draft too, uh, and kind of left him around as like a, a stash kind of guy because I didn't think he was going to be that good right away. Um, Will Disley uh, played really uh, well for me at the beginning of last year. Then he <laughs> tore his ACL. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at one point, I had Connor Brait. Uh, for some reason, I had Luke Wilson. Paid $10 <laughs> for him. And Jason Witten. Uh, okay. And that rounds out uh, my 2019 tight end list. And then this year, I was like, all right, I got it. Uh, third round of our draft, I took Blake Jarwin. I was like, this is my guy. He's set up in Dak's offense. He's going to be great. And then he destroys his knee. <laughs> after the year. Yeah. One game, I think, right? Yeah, one game. In the, in the first game. In the first game he did it, home opener. Maybe he played one game before that. But uh, Greg Olson had him. Uh, then uh, I got Robert Tanyan randomly, uh, <laughs> and he's kind of played sparingly. Uh, Eric Ebron. And then mm. after, 
my boy Dallas Goddard went down with an injury. I traded a second round pick for uh, Zach Ertz, and then he immediately went down with an injury. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a total of 12 tight ends in two years. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, half of which have been injured for an entire season after I've picked them up. I'm pretty sure when I saw you trade for Ertz, I said R.I.P. Ertz's career, he and he got hurt the next week. <laughs> yeah. He's coming back this week, which is not very exciting, but uh, yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a rough go of it. That's the one position where I've really had a lot of trouble just just fielding <laughs> just fielding a team there, which I think the entire league's kind of dealing with that. But nope, know, they've nope. been pretty bad. Not at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. is really carrying you to the promise. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like you need some Gasecki, dude. I got you. I got you. Man. <laughs> It's not a show unless Will offers a trade out. <laughs> yeah, after the deadline. <laughs> or makes a bet, right? Yeah, or makes a bet. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you'd have an interest in making a bet as we uh, sort of jump into the matchups uh, for the week. Real quick before we do a little bit of housekeeping notes, uh, I just got a phone call right before we started this podcast from a very yeah. concerned Michelle. <laughs> Um, who was worried about this news release that came out earlier today. Um, I'll go ahead and read it verbatim the way it was shared to me. Team facilities will be closed to all in-person activities Monday and Tuesday. The NFL said a Friday in the NFL said Friday in a league wide memo. The ban does not apply to teams scheduled to play on Monday or Tuesday. Of course, the Ravens Steelers game is now on Tuesday. The NFL cited the spike in coronavirus cases around the country, as well as the understanding that a number of players and staff celebrated the Thanksgiving holiday with out-of-town guests as reason for closing facilities. All activities will be conducted virtually except essential medical treatment and rehab, according to the memo. The NFLPA also instructed players to alert teams that they had guests over in the past several days for the purposes of additional testing when facilities reopen. So Michelle's concern was A, uh, what if we wake up tomorrow and 50% of the league has tested positive and a lot of our players are rendered useless or um, unstartable? And two, I think, what if a bunch of cancellations and postponements happen? Um, to which my response to her was pretty much if that many players across all the different teams end up testing positive, I think something drastic might happen um, maybe to the effect of them completely canceling this week and saying, you know what, week 12 is off. We're going to, everyone gets a bye. We're going to come back and resume the schedule. So they'll just add a week to the season. If that happens, well, then I imagine fantasy leagues will follow suit and uh, everyone just gets a week off and we can host this podcast again next week. But, uh, <laughs> Dang. I don't think that's going to happen. But, I don't think it's going to happen, though. If not, if, if, not enough people test positive for them to cancel, but there's been enough for them to maybe have to do close contacts. Uh, we're going to sort of play it by ear based on the news tomorrow. But one thing we might have to reintroduce is the alternates, which we did, I think, in the second or third week of the season. Uh, wherein, let's say, Justin, for example, you were asking me um, what happens if uh, – who is your tight end? Uh, you just named like 11 of uh, them. Uh, <laughs> Ebron. Ebron, who's supposed to play on Tuesday for the Steelers, he said, what if I want to start him, but he gets uh, the game gets canceled because too many Ravens just keep testing positive? And we said, well, we'll just go back to what we had done early in the season, wherein you will start Ebron and just name one of your other seven tight ends, whichever you prefer, 
as an alternate before any games kick off, and then we'll just add the points retroactively uh, if if that is in fact the case. So uh, that'll probably be in effect for everyone. We'll put it up in the group uh, just in case not everyone in the league listens to this in time. Uh, but yeah, that's all I really have to say about that, unless you guys have any other thoughts or concerns. Negative. No concerns here. All good. All right. <laughs> Will, Will, you look the happiest because you thought you could delay your team's season death by a week. <laughs> no, nah, dude. I'm ready for it. It's not going to We don't need to delay anything. Wow, he wants it. Can't <laughs> take your glory he's ever. Gonna, he's going to win. He's going to win. Oof. Dude, yeah, Oof. relax, relax. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into the matchups and what better place to start than with uh, yours and our, our guest here. William, what if I told you that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you finish? I don't like how that started either. <laughs> what if the last time we recorded, I told you that Antonio Gibson would outscore Zeke by more than 16 times? Nah, I would have. His I points. Would, that would be like, no way. No you would way. just quit. You yeah. say, I'm done. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what happened because <laughs> Zeke only scored. 1.9, not that Justin has him, that's more of a Miller reference, but Which sucks Antonio Gibson, Miller. 115 rushing yards, three total touchdowns, and 21 receiving yards for, what was it, 31? 31.6. 31.6. 31.6. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't in contact with you while the game was going on, but uh, maybe you can reenact it for me now. I wasn't watching the game. I was watching a movie with the family. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> this is the truth. I wasn't paying attention. Now, I did see that Antonio Gibson had uh, at the beginning like one touchdown. He already had like 11 points uh, right off the bat. So, right away, I was like, I, this guy's going to end up with 20 points. There's just no way he's going to have less. And then I look back when the movie's done and I see that he has like 31 points. I was like, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> what happened to the Cowboys defense stepping up and just like, <laughs> my gosh, dude. I knew I knew he would be, like I said, he's a very big red zone threat. And uh, I knew he would be a problem this week. But uh, I'm I'm not I'm not that worried about it. I'd be you're not worried. You're not worried that his running back that was projected eleven ended up with thirty one yeah. on a Thursday. Meanwhile, you don't even have a running back that's in your starting lineup to have go Chris Carson. I think Frank Gore is like your best option for an R V two at the moment. Well you realize that Antonio Gibson just put up like forty percent of your average like, <laughs> point totals. You realize that Taysom Hill is going to put up like forty points for me this week. Right? <laughs> oh, <God. All> right. <laughs> well, let's go to the flip side of it, Justin. Uh, of course, we talked about working with the Cowboys. You were actually at the game working it. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, it's it's a weird phenomenon to be uh, rooting for the Cowboys and working for them, and sitting there watching the game, and also having fantasy players that play against them. <laughs> so, you know, the whole time, I'm like, you know, we're going to win the game, we're going to win the game. But, you know, hey, if they have to score, you know, Gibson can just get it. Huh. And <laughs> I'm telling you, man, they were feeding the guy all game. Like, it, it seemed like he was getting every touch, 
And uh, the first touchdown happened, and I was I was good there. I was like, if he gets his projection, I'm happy with that. Just don't right. just don't have a, a dud, you know. And uh, and then the second touchdown happened, and I was like, all right, I'm so happy about this. This is great. And then we're in the fourth quarter, and he just busts a 36 yard touchdown run. <laughs> and you know, the game was out of reach at this point, And I walk into a different room uh, to another coworker, and I was like, he scored again. And I was just I was so pumped. <laughs> so uh, you know, at that point, I had given up all hope on the Cowboys that day. So uh, whatever Gibson was gonna was gonna do was great. So he he man, he ran great. He had a great game. Justin, I'm going to report you to your boss here, anti-Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> well, because in real time, you're in the control room still, right? Is that oh, yeah, the whole games? time. Yeah, the whole time. So he's in the control room next to the event presentation producers, director, everyone whose job it is to, quote unquote, win home field advantage in terms of <laughs> the content they play and amping up the crowd. And he's sitting there watching Gibson score just <laughs> Tiny smirk on his face, just having to hold it on. <laughs> yeah, and and listen, like for me, I'm a, the biggest homer, and I've been a lifelong fan and everything. And so, and, and the other thing is, like after we won last weekend, like I think we're gonna go to the Super Bowl again, you know, all of a sudden. So, <laughs> like I'm thinking this game's gonna go in our favor, and uh, and <laughs> nope. it's going downhill slowly, like more and more and more. But Gibson was doing better, and I was like, yeah, I can't really be upset. <laughs> <laughs> so that second touchdown. Well, I don't know if you watched the replay, but that was after no. the Cowboys crazy <laughs> fourth and 11 on their own 25 or something like <laughs> oh that. Gosh. Fake punt. Fake punt when they where they ran they ended up losing 10 or 11 yards and turning the ball over. It was like people are killing the Cowboys. I'm not on <laughs> social media as much as Justin is, but the few things I have seen are just annihilating them. And when when um uh, when Washington did get the ball, first play handoff to Gibson, twenty yard touchdown. That's that's how he got the second one. You know, real quick on that on that punt play, it would have actually worked. I think uh whoever got it was supposed to throw it. They had a guy wide open in the corner. He was wide open. Yeah. Wide probably would have been like a <laughs> touchdown, but for oh, whatever man. reason decided not to throw it and try to run for it and <laughs> made it look a lot worse than what yeah, it was. Yeah, the biggest problem was you go back so far like that, you had like twenty five yards to run to get a first down. Like there was no chance he could run it. Oh no, yeah, definitely not. But they did have the guy wide open. I, wide open. Yeah, if you watch the like replay of it. And knowing what I know about Fossil and how um inventive he is and creative on special teams and i've i've worked a handful of practices pretty much every practice at least once i see cedric wilson take a direct snap or some kind of end around where he throws the ball i think you're right i think he was supposed to have launched that but yeah. but the coaches are going to take the the brunt of the blame for it and just just get crushed and that's that's part of it no unfortunate there uh i sort of i sort of jumped the gun here will you Put my Thanksgiving happiness in jeopardy first oh, thing okay. you Thursday morning. Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> can you can you explain? Because I don't know if you listened to the last episode where I had you you were the open where you talked about Marvin Jones yes. and your relationship with him. And then at about like ten forty five in the morning, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. morning, <laughs> you start blowing up me and Jose and the group dynasty thread about you not thinking straight or something? You want to elaborate? Yeah, yeah, sure. So <laughs> I put my alarm at 1030 because there was a like, game started at 1130. And uh, I was like, what I want to I want to see uh, if DeAndre Swift is going to start and see Kenny Galladay's status. And uh, both were out. So I was very upset. And uh, so, you know, my alarm went off. I'm like half asleep. 
I turned the TV on. I didn't even get it on the right channel. I was like half asleep. And uh, I was on um, uh, the fantasy. And I was just like, okay, who do I got to pick up? And for some reason, I guess I clicked on Marvin Jones Jr. And I dropped him. I Well, let me say this. The last episode, I know everybody, I we had said that I had dropped him. And then, you know, all that happened. <laughs> well, I ended up getting him back. I got him off a of waiver wire. I got him. You back. didn't disclose that you were being you were being coy, saying, "Oh, I dropped him. We'll see what happens." Knowing that you had a claim in to get him the very next day. Right, right. And yeah. I didn't want to say it on here because I didn't want anybody to pick him up. So I got yeah. him for zero dollars, uh, and then I accidentally dropped him. So I was <laughs> even more pissed. I ended up like waking up, and I was like, "What did I just do?" I did not. I was like, "Mario and D's are not going to let me." pick them back up and then i was just like but maybe i just let it go because maybe that's the gods telling me to just you know leave them be on the bench and then i was like let me see what the group thinks you know because i know everybody's gonna be like oh well fuck off it happened that's your fault blah 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 (laughs) and that's why i was blowing your guys phones up because i was like waited five minutes you guys didn't answer and i was like fuck me the game starts (laughs) 11 30 what do i do so uh you guys ended up letting me have uh, that mistake and put him back on my roster. And he ended up with fucking 4.8 points for me for the day. Four point eight. So it was that, worth it. It was worth it. No, bitch. It wasn't. That's, what he, that's what he gets for cheating. How, how am I <laughs> cheating, bitch? How am I cheating? Tell me. How am I cheating, bitch? <laughs> so our answer, the reason I didn't answer you, like I saw that message come in and here it was, so I was half asleep looking at my roster right now and I accidentally dropped Marvin Jones. Can I get some assistance here? And if we didn't say anything, he goes, fuck me. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, I'm awake now. So we didn't answer because I was messaging Jose and I was like, what do you want to do with this? And, uh, and uh, he's like, oh, I'm at the store. You know, it's Thanksgiving. I'm trying to do last minute shopping stuff. And I was like, yeah, who does we have last 45 minute shopping minutes? at H-E-B on Thanksgiving? Who drops a player? They just no, picked no, no, up. Yeah, no, no, they, come on, H-E-B Thanksgiving Day. You're not even eating a turkey. What the fuck do you want? I had, to, I, had to go, I had to go pick up some uh, some ingredients because no, because was gonna make some dessert for her family and um, we had yeah we were picking up some stuff so I got I got that like message from you in a group chat and then trying to text Mario at the same time like trying to think about it and I'm trying to like you know, maneuver through the crowds and I'm like what the, like I just need to get to my car like just need to get to my car and then I can think about uh, this so yeah way to ruin Thanksgiving Will oh dude, you're welcome <laughs> anytime dude. <laughs> Great job, William. Great job. In in your defense, we looked up the rule, and if you haven't owned a player for more than twenty four hours, they shouldn't be subject to uh, like the the waiver period. You should have been able to pick them right back up immediately. So we think it was a glitch, based on that. And um, be, I ended up typing that in the group because you said the same sob story to everybody in the in the. It public wasn't chat. a sob story. It was the truth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pity party. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't blame your son. So I gave my son my phone, and he no, just went and started driving. <laughs> he wasn't awake. Uh, I. That's another thing I was going to say. Like, I love that you have a kid, and then you can set an alarm to still sleep until 10:30. Oh, dude, all day. Uh, I wake up yeah, early shit, every dude, week. I haven't slept past 7:30 like in six years. Well, your kid's a toddler, isn't he? They're like no, the same age. Six. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I have a two-year-old too. <laughs> Well, I'm also a single parent, so I say, fuck it, sleep in, I'm asleep in, we got it. <laughs> he for understands. The record, for the record, Justin does have a wife. So <laughs> Yeah, his name's Jose. He's not a, he's not a single parent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but I said that to the group and I'm like, well, shit, I know Justin's working too. And then we're like a 30 minute clock running. And I was like, well, shit, like, what if he doesn't want to be the bad guy? So I back channel Justin. I'm like, hey, if you have an issue, just tell me. I'll say somebody voted it down. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, dude, do it. I'll still kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Respect. Word. I respect uh, it. I respect it. I fucked up. I shouldn't have it's started good it. karma. Good karma. I, oh, yeah. I told him good that karma. Sucks. Good karma coming your way. And what do you know? A few hours later... Antonio Gibson, yeah. 31 points. <laughs> 31 so thank points. You, thank you, Will, for Antonio welcome, Gibson's dude. day. You had a good start. You had a good start with Brandon Cooks and Marvin Jones totaling up 12 fucking hey, points. I was scared. <laughs> 13 we were points. Watching, we were watching that whole game, and they kept throwing his way. So it wasn't like he didn't have you know receptions and targets. He had 12 yeah. targets, man. I know. 12 targets. God. And I just kept, I kept thinking as the game was like late in the game, they were obviously going to keep throwing the ball. I was like, damn, he's going to get some garbage time, like touchdown yeah, here or something. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. And then he got hurt toward the really the like late, late part of the game. He came out. I should have just dropped him. Left him there. <laughs> well, it's not, like you're, you're, it's not like your plan B did anything. That guy did even worse. No, that's, that's also true. Yeah, Marvin Hall was so, my backup in case you guys said no. But I would have probably like, really thought it through. I don't know if I would have started him or not. Seems like Mohamed Sanu was the actual move to go with. What did he end up with? He scored. I don't know what he ended up with. Oh, well, fuck, man. I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that until right now. <laughs> uh, Well, yeah. Uh, if I told you that Marvin Jones was going to get 12 targets, you would take that all day. But six catches for 48 yards, just uh, not, not his day. Not his day. Maybe, uh, you know, make sure you're fully awake before you start. Pissing off <laughs> the karma cuts. Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Uh, looking ahead to the rest of y'all's matchup, Will, you don't have your full squad in, which uh, Justin also told me he took exception with. I hate I hate it. I love it. It bugs me so, it bugs me so much. Good. I guess I hadn't noticed it until they brought it up on the on the podcast. And, uh, and then whenever we had our matchup and there was nobody in the lineup per day. <laughs> so it bugs I, me a lot. I think I started this about... I don't know, two years ago, maybe three, maybe might have been longer. But like, I was just, I don't know, I got into this mentality where I'm gonna get in your head and just like sit everybody <laughs> <laughs> and just sit everybody because you, you're gonna you, like, have, <laughs> you have so much power, Will, just, yeah. to get in all of our heads. <laughs> we get in your head, okay? And it's like, I'm gonna sit everybody, you're not gonna know who to start, you're not gonna know who you're playing until the last minute. And I know Mario hates it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> to me, that move that move makes the most sense because all your players belong on the bench anyway. So. Oh, that's interesting, dude. I'm like, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is this is right. I wish I wish I had the depth that you did so I can have all my players go off on the bench too. It's such a great feeling. I mean, you can use that right now. Yeah, I I told Justin earlier my move whenever I play you the once or at most twice a year is to try and beat you at your own game. I won't set my lineup to like 1158 yeah, on I a Sunday, it. like right I before it. it goes, just to piss you off. <laughs> I put everybody day, on the bench. Yeah, it I'm hoping me. one day it bites you in the ass and you just don't <laughs> The app goes down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, shit. Yeah, I would deserve it, but yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm an asshole sometimes, but it, it annoys me, so I want to know you back. <laughs> well, you had a good start so far, Justin. Piece of uh, shit. The projection as it stands, it was much closer before Thursday. Uh, Will, let's go ahead and assume you put Frank Gore in there. You're going to sit probably close to 80. Justin's projected 111 after the big Antonio Gibson day. His kicker didn't do great, but you'll take five points better than negative one, which he gave you last week. <laughs> lost me um, the game last week, man. He lost me the game last week. 
all right. Man. He did. He did. Uh, but you know what? Shortly after, and Will, I guess you weren't lying when you said you weren't near the news. Uh, the news came down that Lamar Jackson tested positive, who is your starting quarterback, Justin. Yeah, luckily, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I went to go pick up somebody. Just uh, I thought about starting somebody else, and there was nobody. I mean, there was like Daniel <laughs> Jones or something on the on Whoa. the quarterback market on like Saturday. Whoa, I just picked up Daniel Jones. Don't so it was, Daniel Jones. It, it was it was it was garbage players on. They were still there. Welcome and, to my world. Uh, so I was I was super worried that I was I don't carry a back quarterback, so I was super worried that I was going to jump on and there wasn't going to be anybody there. And uh, and luckily, you know, Philip Rivers was sitting there, and so I, you know he's not he's not great, but he uh, he puts he's, up some decent points, and as long as he plays, he's questionable right now. So we'll see. You think he's going to play? I think so. <clears throat> yeah, I think yeah. I might win without him playing. <laughs> we'll see, dude. Put, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> oh, oh, I feel a bet coming. Oh, William, don't do this to yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Wait, it's Justin's. That's, that's my team name now. It's Justin's team name. <laughs> How fitting. Uh, yeah, that's the big one on your side. William, God, you really need to squeeze the most you can out of everybody. And as I look at your everybody. team, everybody, I, I just don't know where it's going to come from. Um, Tomorrow night, the, you're not going to hear the, from me. I'm going to do my football <laughs> ritual. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the big con- – I mean, looking at uh, Mike Gusecki right now as your tight end, mm-hmm. he only has one game with more than 10 points the entire year. Yeah. He just hasn't – he's only scored two touchdowns. Those were in weeks two and three. I mean, just the floor is so low for some of these guys. Your defense, which is usually pretty solid with Tampa, they're playing the Chiefs, the worst matchup of the league. Where are you going to get these 30 points from to cover what Antonio Gibson did? <laughs> you know, uh, like Bonds said, could probably send you his lucky uh, Eric Decker poster. I don't want that. That <laughs> sticky thing. I don't want crusty. it. <laughs> it's all, uh, it's all sticky. <laughs> I think Taysom Hill's going to have a great game, and I think my kicker's going to do more than it projected. I think my defense is going to do okay. I think you guys aren't giving them enough credit. I think they're going to with at least one pick six. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I think oh. Gusecki is going to put up a touchdown this game, and it's going to be um, not Tua throwing it to him, I believe. Uh, I don't know. He's he's questionable. So, I don't know. We'll see. Mike Williams, I'm hoping he has a big game. <laughs> well, what's in that pot of Toco, Topo Chico? Uh, it's, uh, I don't know, something your mom made. Because you sound good. like a goddamn fool. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Topo Chico. <laughs> Will's Will's anthem is "Don't Stop Believing." He does not believe it's over until the stat corrections come through <laughs> on Tuesday morning. Yep, it's not over. It's not over, Justin. So once again, the implications of this game are big. The loser is officially eliminated Ooh. from playoff contention. That is not an opinion, Will. That is what will happen if you lose this game. Not off to a great start, Justin. On the other side, we were going. <laughs> we were. I also think about if whether or not I'll laugh. <laughs> uh, we were going through his scenario with this, and being at five and six, tied with Will, tied with Scott, and one game behind Warwick. If he wins, obviously that takes Will out of the running. He needs Warwick to lose. He needs him to lose out. So uh, Castro, he plays you this week, and he also needs Scott to go one and one or zero oh and two. He just needs him to lose one game. 
because Scott has the edge uh, points wise that it's a gap that I don't think Justin can close. Can you so handle that, Castro? Can you handle that? Maybe I don't know. Oh, as, long bitch. As, as long as you're out, I don't care what happens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if I know, Justin you're, does you're hold on. If Justin does hold on to win, the reason he only needs you to win Castro is because he actually plays work in the finale next week. So that will be a winner advances, Ooh. assuming if you take care of business uh, tomorrow <laughs> and actually win, or sorry, Sunday, if you beat him, Castro. So um, the other interesting thing is let's say Justin wins this game and work loses. But Scott wins. He, remember, he needs Scott to lose one game. Mm. Well, will you play Scott in the final week? So you better treat me right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you could potentially control it. On the flip side, will let's say you pull off the miracle of all miracles and come back and win this one? Oh yeah, you're gonna need Warwick to lose in the final week, and Warwick plays Justin. I just gotta give credit to the schedule maker here because he did a bang up job. Extracting as much drama as possible in the final, <laughs> in the final two weeks of this season. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy, and it's uh, I think it, there's so many different scenarios that could play out to see who makes that last spot. So, yeah, this is yeah, this is very dramatic. Like this last couple weeks for I remember at the beginning of the season. Weeks. Thanks. <laughs> I, remember the, I remember at the beginning of the year we we're like I don't even know if we're gonna have a full year of fantasy football. But like, how is this even going to look? Like, should we even have a buy-in? Uh, and now it's just, it's kind of interesting the way it is now. It's very dramatic, even with COVID happening. Uh, this is, it makes it interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm really pumped for it. I did a, uh, I did something trying to uh, compile all of the what-if scenarios to it, but it was a little convoluted and confusing. Hopefully people got something out of it, but uh, we're trying to elaborate <laughs> more. It'll be much easier next week when... Some of the fat has been trimmed, and I don't have to do the what ifs. <laughs> hey, dude, is that a fat joke? <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> don't talk about D's like that, dude. That's not nice. Um, well, that's it for you guys' matchup, unless you have some final words for each other. Good luck, Justin. Good luck. <laughs> and, and good game. Come on, Will. We're going to early. Good game. Oh. All right. All right. I like it. Just, I like it. Justin got initiated with the good game. We forgot to bring it up with Isaac, but Isaac sent you the good game text in the middle of your really close matchup. <laughs> I didn't know what the hell it meant. I thought I missed something. Like I'm sitting there thinking. <laughs> I, I'm watching. I have Red Zone up, and I'm watching all the games, and I'm like, what the hell did I miss? How could they be ahead of me? Like, How could they see something I don't see? And uh, I was I was unaware of the curse. <laughs> well now you're very aware you're gonna be more aware of it when you play miller and actually see it God. happen because that it's, guy mario's gonna break it mario's gonna break the curse oh that's right he did say it he did say he said it, it like twice off. already we're gonna try it's it's i'm off to a good start i'll say but yeah we didn't i mean and isaac he has nothing to gain he's been out of the playoffs he really yeah. just wanted to spoil it <laughs> so. i respect it Man, and the worst part about that whole thing is like if I play anybody on my bench, like my whole bench had ten points each. Like it, it was I was just bad plays everywhere there that could have just won me the game. Hollywood Brown, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, Brown. yeah, I, I should just cut Hollywood <laughs> Brown. Honestly, cut him. I'll pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jose, you have any numbers on these two for us? 
just that uh, Justin has won uh, the last two matchups against Will. He actually does lead the head-to-head, uh, two games to one. Um, and actually, Will, I think you're – so in these what-if scenarios, like you need to do this to make the playoffs, I'm pretty sure you're 0 for 2 in those scenarios. I think 20, <laughs> 2017 and 2018, I think you placed – seventh or eighth and there was a shot in the final two weeks for you to uh squeeze in the playoffs um which you failed to do so um and by the way the trends and the projections <laughs> are going this year I, I i don't have a lot of hope for you yet but um so with that being said yeah um this this entire week for everyone is a replay of our week one matchups um justin won that last one as i mentioned uh one twenty point one to 73 which is actually really close to what the projections are showing for this particular match this week so <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think we need to use that guy. Oh, well, well, <laughs> one other thing to note um, in the expansion draft, um, as as the, y'all know the way it worked, um, both Scott and Justin got to select um, uh, one oh. one player one player from everyone's team, um, and we did it in the in the form of like a snake draft, right? So um, Scott was actually the 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 person who went first, followed by Justin, and then just you know snaked the entire way all the way through. Um, the first person to go from that expansion draft was Eric Ebron. Um, of course, he played for the Colts at the time, and that was Scott's pick. Um, but I just think it's 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 kind of funny how everything's playing out, how he's now starting tight end for Justin's roster. So um, something to put out there. He's the one guy <laughs> that survived in tight end roulette for me. So. <laughs> Eric, Eric Ebron did well for me last year. I will say that. Everybody doubted oh. him, as usual. Because he was on my team. He, li- he likes to talk about it on Twitter, too. He's a big fan of talking about everybody doubting him and the uh, NFL screwing the Steelers on Twitter. Oh, man. I, of it. I need to add him then. Cause yeah, you should. He's, we would have some he's, similarities. He's very vocal. <laughs> he's a big fantasy guy, too, if I'm not mistaken. He always says to draft him in fantasy. So maybe that's a sign. Why don't you go ahead and play him for the, for the drama, for the poeticism? He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> Yeah, no, I got, got options, bro. Yeah, oh, I got, got options. Listen, listen. You know, uh, my, my guy, my guy on the bench right now, uh, the number six tight end in the entire league right now, uh-huh. Rob Tanyan. I mean, I'm listen. I'm doing good, man. Start him. I'm good at tight end. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Ebron. <laughs> but Ebron. Tanyan's probably Tanyan. gonna be my uh, my just in case Ebron's game gets canceled. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next matchup. We talked about it just a little bit in this last one, but Castro, you are up against work this week. Can you handle that? <laughs> the And the projection between you two is very close at the moment. Uh, 98 to 96 in favor of Warwick right now. Uh, sorry, they took his points away because he just had a player that was uh, – ruled out who which was uh Ahmed. Ahmed. Oh that's right. Yeah so uh if I had to guess I would think he's gonna put in Gus Edwards who is now the de facto starting running back. Yeah um in Baltimore since uh Ingram and Dobbins have both tested COVID positive but that'll bring the projection right about to the same uh ninety eight to ninety six. How are you feeling on this one? I feel pretty good actually I think uh I think we're both going to have a pretty decent day, but I think I don't think Hop has another bad game. Uh, Metcalf, I think, is going to do what Metcalf does. I'm more worried about my running back situation because I have James Conner, who obviously is now pushed to Tuesday, and I really don't have any replacements. I'm going to have to roll with (laughs) Kalen Balazs, but Austin Eckler might come back this week. Mm -hmm. And the only other guy (laughs) I have that's a viable option is 
Jonathan the Taylor, Taylor on that roulette of a running back committee. I, well, I might have to. Like, it was a good sign last week that he got like twenty-two carries, four catches. He he so did. he got a, he got a lot of touches. That's a good sign. But I just don't trust that coach. Like, he goes with the hot hand for sure. And Taylor, sure. it takes Taylor way too long to get going to impress him. So, so I think that's where I'll probably, I'll probably lose ground to, to Ward. You want Frank Gore? <laughs> no. You can't trade William. The trade <laughs> is fast. I can trade in real life, dude. Give me twenty dollars, I'll drop him. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like reason to be hopeful because uh Jonathan Taylor had the most carries he's had since week two this past week at twenty two for ninety yards, didn't score but put up eleven point four. And so you're thinking, yeah, like Caleb Balage, not only could Eckler come back, but he's got an ankle injury which is kinda hobbling him too. Yeah. That too. So so with given those two factoids, I'm thinking, yeah, Jonathan Taylor, no brainer. Like there's a lot of reasons not to go with Balage. But they're playing Tennessee this week. Just played Tennessee two weeks ago in which he had seven carries for 12 yards, 3.7 points. And that's the game that Naheem Hines went off. So I I don't know. It's a tough it's spot, tough. It, but I'm not in it. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. For the first time, this is what it's like to not have depth on your team. And it sucks. <laughs> oh, poor so, baby. Maybe I should be like Will and just pick some random yeah, <laughs> bottom, bottom of the barrel player up. <laughs> maybe you'll luck out, dude. Maybe. You know who's not gonna luck out? Who? <laughs> you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk about your team. Uh, the other interesting matchup between you two. Not only is it Brady v Mahomes in your matchup, but it's Brady v Mahomes in real life, as uh, Tampa is hosting Kansas City in this game. You think? Well, how do you feel about Brady? He had a really bad game last week. They say Brady doesn't do it twice, but he's also you know forty thousand years old. <laughs> Dang. Uh I think it, I I feel good about it. I think they're gonna have to throw to keep up with Kansas City. I don't think the defenses stop either one of them. Yeah. So I, I feel it's gonna be a shootout, but we were wrong about like the Cardinals and the Seahawks being a shootout. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It could it could be either one, but I'm leaning more towards the, the shootout. Well the implications for this one, um, not too much to unpack for Warwick. I mean, he's got Mahomes, like we mentioned. It'll be Kareem Hunt and Ronald Jones going up against your James Conner and uh, maybe Balazs or maybe Taylor. Tim Patrick and DJ Moore against Hopkins and Metcalf. I feel like you got the edge there. Uh, Gronk against Waller, who we mentioned. Uh, that I would give the edge to Waller because he's going against Atlanta, who's just a cush matchup in every sense. And then McLaurin gave you nine, which is solid. And Gus Edwards, you normally wouldn't be scared of, but he's going to get all the volume, assuming they actually play. So it's, I mean, the fact that your projection is two points apart makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's really a toss-up in my eyes. It is. I blame you because you, oh. a couple of weeks ago, were like, everyone's been hit by the injury bug with Castro. <laughs> and look at me now. <laughs> Are you satisfied? You got death, dude. You got nothing to worry I mean, about. You're back in fourth place where I feel like you belong. You just didn't belong ahead of me. Didn't make any sense. And <laughs> I beat you. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I go ahead and remove the injury curse off you. But the implications of this one are pretty big because if you and Warwick have almost the exact same amount of points on the season, I think I mentioned 90, 
to 995.2 or something. Yeah, we're less than a point apart. So if he beats you, I presume that means he outscored you by at least one point, uh, which will mean that he ties you in record and by the points tiebreaker will have vaulted you in the standings and go from fifth place to fourth, putting you on the fringe of elimination. I mean, it's not (laughs) likely, but fifth is closer to the edge of sixth than you want to be. I'd be I'd be more worried if this was the final week with two weeks still to go. Uh, I'm not too concerned. Two weeks. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't gonna work next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get them all in now. Uh, but yeah, yeah Castro, I'm rooting for you on this one. Surprisingly, yeah. even though. I don't want to, but... Uh, you need work to lose. You I and Justin do. both need work to lose out. Bad, yeah. So. Actually... Just take care of business, Castro. Come on. Yeah, yeah dude, don't be a bitch. He, here's, the, here's the question no one's asking. Oh. Castro Warwick met week one, obviously. I just, I just said that. Um, their, their final score was 68.56 to 68.64. Do we really, <laughs> do we, do we really think either of these teams are going to score more than 70 points this time around? <laughs> Those are fluke scores. <laughs> there was no preseason. The offenses were just getting in to rhythm. There was a lot of new players on both sides. We were just getting into rhythm. It took us a couple weeks to get it going. That's interesting. So. I gotcha. I feel like some other teams had the same disadvantages and managed to put up at least 70 points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Those ridiculous teams. Sorry, Deez. We don't have Keenan Allen who gets 16 catches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That's it for that on your matchup, unless you have some words for Warwick. Some stats. I... Sorry, Warwick. I'm sorry to do what I got to do. Yeah. But the people want it. It's not me. Justin you, will want it. <laughs> I do I do want you to win Castro just for the drama because that's gonna make next week so interesting. If uh if you win and then it'll make the outcome of Will and, and, and Justin's all that much better. So uh yeah, I want I want the drama. It's gonna be hell for me trying to type out the what ifs and what everyone needs, but uh I uh, I just want something interesting next week. Mm. Gotta give the people what they want. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jose, what do you have on these two? I just wanted to say, um, so I, I've, I've said it multiple times in the last nine, ten episodes, but um, Warwick's team um, in 2015-2016 was owned by Eric. Um, 2017 was owned by Jaime, uh, and then Warwick took over in 2018. Um, but with that being said, Castro does lead that all-time head-to-head matchup seven wins to one. Um, which is amazing, right? And so I was trying to think of like a cool stat to bring up and I was looking through the history of, okay, when was the last time, last time Warwick's team won? And it actually goes all the way back to uh, week 12, 2016. That's November 27, 2016. Wow. That's four years. And then I was like, okay, let, let, me, let, me, try to be, let me try to be cool about this. What was happening in, in, in this world on November 27, 2016? I found really no good news to share, but I did find one one news headline, and that headline was Obama Trump respond to Castro's death. Now, <laughs> now, of course, they're talking about Fidel Castro, 
Not our <laughs> Castro, but I just thought that was so, um, like, what a coincidence. Like, I'm looking at this matchup between Warwick and Castro, and that's the one headline I, I found that kind of stuck out. So Damn, um, do with it what you will, but I just thought that was, that was pretty neat. For me, good, at least. That's a deep dive. Deep dive. Great stats. Great stats. You know, I want to point out real quick, we do the, the, the like, head-to-head, like, record for each guy. I've yet to hear one of me where I'm not winning on that. <laughs> Dude, so maybe we could show this guy. I, I haven't gotten to the playoff uh, postseason. Um, oh, okay, that one. I'm talking oh. regular season. We don't talk about yes, that. Yes. <laughs> We're not talking about that right now. <laughs> the old Let's talk year. about your championships. Oh, that's right. Oh, no. here we go. Zero. That's <laughs> right. Broken record over That's here. right, dude. Zero. <laughs> On to the next game. William, your championship rings are getting rust on them at this point. They're not. They're nice and clean. <laughs> They're nice and clean, dude. <laughs> all right uh nice find jose that's uh what a coincidence maybe it's a foreshadow for uh for this <laughs> sunday i hope not i do want the drama next week and especially with these two playing each other uh, moving on let's go to my matchup against miller and man will fuller had a big day <laughs> yeah, on thursday did. I was pretty upset early on when um, Fuller caught a touchdown pass that was called back by a hold. And the very next play was a 30-yard touchdown pass to, pass to Duke Johnson, who is obviously for Miller. And I'm like, I don't – Miller did it already. I don't know if he broke the wishbones and, you know, before noon and just uh, had it in for me. But that happened. I ended up getting busy with work, and then my phone just starts going off some point in the next – in the last two quarters, Will Fuller ended up with two total touchdowns, 171 yards, and 29. I lost a 29.1 fantasy points. And of course, the guy throwing it to him, my quarterback, Deshaun Watson, 33, ended up with 62 points between the two players alone. And as predicted, I got the congrats text <laughs> on Thanksgiving. <laughs> From Miller in a desperate attempt to uh, to stop the bleeding, I guess you could say. And I really thought that meant that Zeke was going to go off. But Zeke, 10 carries, 32 yards, and a fumble, 1.9 on the day. Our projection was really close going into Thursday. I am now currently projected to win by about 60 after those wow. two things happen. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm seeing a trend for Miller. He's been going... Been going down this past few weeks. A lot you know? of good game messages coming out of Miller. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is, he's been saying this for weeks. When we started this thread a few weeks ago, he pointed out Jose stats and said, look, he's got the most potential points. Like, my team, I haven't had McCaffrey all season. I've been sort of scraping by with lucky matchups. He does have the second most points scored, so it's not entirely true. But he's had a lot of close, low-scoring games. Castro, he should have lost to you a few weeks back. Uh, That's right. You can so score 70 maybe, points. Yeah. <laughs> maybe this is regression finally catching up to him, but he uh, he texted me after he listened to the podcast, and he was just being so all kinds of nice and complimentary. His team name changed to Bowser. Obviously, Mario's our tenor, <laughs> Um Early on, on Thursday, and it was a picture of Mario like on fire from <laughs> getting burned from Bowser. By the end of the day, it changed to a white flag, which is his current logo. 
And he was being nothing but complimentary, saying, like, I think you got the best team on paper. And I'm looking at it with one eye being like, is this some kind of super curse you're like in the process? (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. Getting the super cursed out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've never seen this one before. But he swears uh, he swears it's genuine, and uh, he was being nice, so I I accepted uh, what he had to offer. But I'm still being competitive with this because of our implications. Um, and God, it's just going south for Miller. Zeke did nothing, and then the news came that Gurley was rolled out for Sunday. And Jose, you pointed out uh, last episode that you already picked up the backup in anticipation. So Miller's just kind of getting it from all angles right now. Uh, he, of course, can clinch a first-round bye if he beats me this week. Um, if I win though, I just clinch a playoff berth. Like I don't have to worry about losing out and dropping out. Um, but I also keep my hopes alive to maybe secure that first round by away from Miller, because if he loses this one to me, that brings me within one game. And if he loses next week to you, Jose, which is the toughest matchup in the league, as you are the only team ranked higher than him, I am playing Isaac, who is ranked 11th. Odds are I'm going to win that one. And if you beat him, then it'll be a points tiebreaker. I was down by 70 coming into the week, so it seemed impossible. But now that I'm projected to beat him by about 60 points, we might actually have a close race here towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> so I am definitely keeping my foot on the gas. I'm not looking away. I'm still considering maybe if uh, Adam Thielen doesn't go, maybe Justin Jefferson could go in since he might get his target share uh amped up because I honestly don't know who they have on that team outside of those two and uh and Irv Smith, I guess, but uh as as much as Taysom Hill loves to throw it to Michael Thomas, just Jefferson might find his way in because I need as many points as possible because I would love to not play in week fourteen where I have a bunch of uh bad matchups because I already looked ahead at that. Oh any any sympathy for Miller? Nope. No. <laughs> None. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Miller. He did agree to come on as a guest next week. Uh, well. I text him about that, which will add to the drama uh, yep. if we're in this in this scenario. Uh, will your opponent next week might not matter. We usually find whoever you're going to play. But oh, that's you counted uh, me out already. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you're 30 points from one player, Will. What do you want uh, us to do? On to the next <laughs> matchup. Let's go. <laughs> Real quick, when I when I asked Miller if he wanted to come, uh, he was amped. He said he's down. He wants to do it Joe Rogan style. Justin's already going for the record for longest podcast, which I think we have a good shot at <laughs> doing. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, but he wants to go Joe Rogan three hour style, and he he specifically wants a Jalen Ramsey setup where he goes, "Where you just ask me about every other team, and I'll just tell you they're garbage." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe we that to look forward to next week. Um, I got nothing else on, on this. He's got McCaffrey in his lineup now. So his projection will go up a little bit, but, uh, yeah, Gurley's out. He's going to probably end up rolling with Melvin Gordon or, or Zach Moss. Again, I'm still, I'm not playing against this Miller. I'm playing against Miller. Who's beating me by 70 points. So that's the matchup I'm looking at mm. this week. But, um, Jose, I know the stats probably aren't good, but I'll, I'll take them. Now, um, well, I just wanted to comment. Will, Will Will said that Miller's been on a on a, a downward trend the last couple of weeks, and that that's that's what I kind of what I'm seeing too. And um, Miller's projected actually to score his lowest uh, point total um, for the season in the last three years, 
Um, the last couple of years, I think he's put up like 1,500 plus points. And right now he has, uh, I think, 1086 um, or 1186. Um, so, yeah, it, I've definitely seen that same trend. Um, I think just all the injuries have been getting him too. But, um, yeah, so y'all's head-to-head matchup all time. Miller leads that five games to three. Um, week one score was 126.68 to 86.02. Of course, Miller took that matchup. Um, nothing spicy about this. Uh, I didn't pull out any stats from the, from the books or anything. Just, uh, it's going to be a close one. You're, you're, um, I know you're chasing him in points, so that'll be great. Yeah, you're off at a good start. Off to a good start. A I, great I can't start. To, can't, I mean, yeah, I, I've, I, I felt bad because Michelle has Will Fuller in another league she cares a lot about, and she'll usually send me a text and ask, like, who do you think I should start in the flex for this or that? She didn't do it this week, and I didn't get the podcast out in time where I said, you know what? I've been having really good luck with Will Fuller. I sat him the last two weeks in the Windy Cleveland game, and he only had eight points last week. And I said on the podcast, like, I I feel good about this matchup. I'm going to fire him up. That didn't get out in time, and she didn't ask me, so she had him on her bench for that. For that in a PPR league, so he scored even more than twenty nine. And um Is she in last and, place in that league too? Well, no, that team is stacked. It's like it's got like Devontae Adams, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Mike not Michael Thomas, but Will Fuller. She's Will Fuller's a, like her fourth she's best. In a four team league. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> got it. <laughs> that that team is stacked, but the stakes are high. There's a nice prize at the at the finish, so she uh she cares a lot about winning it, but uh, didn't get that info out in time, and then to make matters worse, she played against Antonio Gibson the same day. Oh, uh, I feel so. you, I feel you, Michelle. Let's go get some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, moving on to your matchup, Jose. You are playing against Fonz, and you have a shot to clinch your own first round by. Again, if you do it this week, you don't have to do it next week against Miller. I'm going to do it this week. Yeah. It's going to this week. It's happen this week. So uh, on the complete opposite end of that spectrum, I asked Fonz for comment on this matchup, and he goes, what do you want? I'm not expecting to win. So, <laughs> <laughs> for, a guy, for a guy that has a chance, uh, I mean, he's likely to be the last playoff spot. He seems to not give a shit about anything else. <laughs> yeah, I had to wake him up for comment on that one. <laughs> I was pretty pissed about uh, Logan Thomas scoring, though. Um, I think he had, he had four receptions in that game, and then like I, I like honestly like Logan. Th- that's a name I was like I didn't even know who that was before this matchup, <laughs> and and then to find out he scored a touchdown. Um, yeah, I was pretty pissed about that because I think he was only projected like five points or something like that. So um, mm-hmm. I know he has that going for him. So. Uh, Logan Thomas, a name I know because I was living the Tyler Higby life before I traded for Mark Andrews um, a few weeks ago. And Logan Thomas was somebody that pretty good peripherals. He had a lot of targets, uh, just a pretty bad quarterback with Haskins. I ended up having to let him go. I just couldn't I couldn't um, make the space for him anymore. So I actually told Justin, the lord of tight ends over here, to pick him up, which he did for one week before eventually dropping him a week later. Fonz goes and picks him up, starts him against me, and he scores in my matchup against him. So I just I never told you I was a little bitter about that whole about that whole yeah, thing. Listen, I I missed him in my tight end, you know, audit of my team over the last couple of years. So that actually makes thirteen tight ends. I wish I would have kept him. That's true. That's true. Uh, so yeah, he did get off to a lucky start. Your projection is actually pretty close. 
he currently has uh, Jarek McKinnon in, but I had to tell him he didn't realize Raheem Mostert was going to play. So uh, he's going <laughs> to probably make that swap. Thanks. And <laughs> sorry, Fonz didn't actually but, realize there was football this weekend. He just. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going up against that Rams D, and we just saw what they did to Ronald Jones this past week. So even if he does go his first game back in several weeks against maybe the worst matchup in the league may not matter, but even so your projections will be pretty close within six points. So it, it, you know, anything could happen. Yeah. And I have, I I think like everyone that I'm planning on starting, I have concerns about all like my entire roster. Um, The one, the only person I I didn't uh, until I realized just now that I I should is Keenan Allen, right? He's been, he's been amazing the last couple of weeks, but of course Bonds has Justin Herbert, um, so any points I get from Keenan Allen will likely, you know, wash oh, out with Bond yeah. starting Herbert. <laughs> um, but everyone else I feel like is, is going up against a tight. Um, it's going to be a defensive, ma- a, a great de- defensive team. Um, I think Kyler Murray is still working on that shoulder injury. Um, and then Mike Davis, I, I honestly thought Mike Davis was good to go this weekend. And then um, I guess Christian McCaffrey is not ruled out. Um, so I, <laughs> I, until y'all just said something about McCaffrey, um, I had no idea. Um, that's even that was even a possibility this week. So reasons to be concerned about just about everyone. Um, I'm starting this week, but um, hoping for the best. Hoping the projections hold up, and uh, I do get that first round by. The other concern I, I think I would have if I were you, which you know you can only be so concerned about Devonte Adams, but he's going up against the Bears, who do have a pretty good defense overall. And as good as the Packers are, you do worry it'll be one of those nasty twenty to seventeen division matchups where. They get, you know, a Robert Tanyan and Aaron Jones touchdown and two field goals sort of thing. It it could be. Justin gets excited because I said Tanyan, but uh, he's in. <laughs> Relax. It, it could happen, but, I mean, Devontae Adams gets freaking 75% of the team's targets per week, so I don't know how you don't play him, so you pretty much have to. Yep. Um, but the matchup less than ideal. On the other side, I pointed out the uh, Seattle's playing um, – the Eagles. And while that looks like a pretty easy matchup, uh, they do have Darius Slay. And if Darius Slay shadows Metcalf, which I have not heard if he will, that usually opens up opportunity for the number two, which will be Tyler Lockett. And that is your opponent. I can tell you, don't rule out Tyler Lockett on prime time because that fucker <laughs> <laughs> is capable of anything. Metcalf's going to pit up 30 on the team. Wow. Dang. <laughs> well, I hope my brother doesn't start Tyler Lockett. I don't think Tyler Lockett's gonna have a great game this week. Yeah, Eagles are trash. Wow. Yeah, so I think Lockett will be fine. I think Lockett will be fine. A good matchup either way. But uh, what numbers do you have between the two of you? Uh, so I beat Fonz week one, one twenty five point nine eight to one eighteen point fourteen, which I think was his second highest um, uh, scoring week. I think he had his. First highest against you, Mario, which obviously you you <laughs> you, you topped for the highest score throughout the entire league. He also lost that one, yeah. Um, so I, I I know he's he wants blood, he wants revenge this matchup. Um, but right now I'm leading the all time head to head five games to two. Um, so we'll see what happens, man. Take that for data. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, damn it, Castro! Now I have to send you that draft because you don't have it. I do not. You have to add that in. Fucking suck, Castro. You can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suck. Yes, dude. Uh, all right. Moving on. Our final two matchups: uh, Scott v. Greg. 
The only notes I have in here are pretty much about Scott. The only note I have about Greg is that he has a full lineup going this week. Um, Worth noting... (laughs) Worth noting his lineup didn't change. They just don't happen to have any bye weeks or injuries (laughs) this week. (laughs) They're still the exact same players in the exact same order, so... Uh, but he is a full roster. Uh, pretty much Scott's going to have to survive the Aaron Rodgers and Alvin Kamara, but we just talked about how Rodgers playing the bears, maybe not his best outing coming up. Um, implications for Scott. If he loses, he is out of the playoff hunt, pretty much leaving just Warwick and Justin to fight for that final spot. Assuming nobody jumps Castro. That is another thing I didn't point out about Fonz though. Um, he is still holding on to a 40-point lead over Warwick and a 57-point lead over Scott. I thought 70 points was impossible, but looking at what I'm doing against Miller so far, like 40 points and 57 is not insurmountable. So even if Fonz doesn't beat you, uh, Jose, he still needs to pay close attention to Warwick and Scott, or he could be in jeopardy of uh, losing out on that six spot. Um, but back to Scott. I was looking at his roster and there's just, and I, you know, I, I thought the same thing when I was playing against him and I went on to lose, but I looked at Matt Ryan, Damian Harris, Kenyon Drake, Allen Robinson. It's a bunch of guys that I just don't love. I'm like, this is a roster full of, you know, number twos, like between 10 and 20. So I actually went and looked at all of their rankings. Scott doesn't have a single player in the top 10 at any position of his starting lineups. Wow. But a ton of potential, though. (laughs) (laughs) But a ton of potential. I mean, Kenyon Drake was top 10 last year. Allen Robinson and Robert Woods both had the potential, too. Noah Fant has mostly just had some injuries. David Montgomery's been upsetting. And then Damian Harris is is pretty new to playing. And Matt Ryan's had a down year. But I went and looked at at their numbers. And, yeah, 14th, 38th, 15th, 19th, 16th, 15th. It's all number twos. He just needs that, like, one, either of these guys to pop. Or that draft pick that's really going to put him over the edge to, uh, to uh, you know. I don't think a draft work. pick is going to solve that. You saw what he did with that first rounder thanks to Castro. Well, he traded it <laughs> to Castro. <laughs> what was wrong with that trade? Oh, Tyler Boyd, dude. That's what you do. You have nothing to say with mm. that, huh? You, you gave him Devin Singletary for the number four. Is that right? Devin Singletary and, and the number, number seven. Eight. Number seven or number eight? I think it was seven. Yeah, it might have been seven. Seven. So, which he used to draft Tyler Boyd. And so, in essence, it was Devin Singletary and Tyler Boyd for CeeDee Lamb is who you took at that pick. Yes. <laughs> Justin shakes his head. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott, as far as I know, has his first round pick this year. Not out of the hunt. As we mentioned, he's still in contention, but he needs to win. He needs a Warwick loss, and he needs to make up some ground on the points. Uh, a lot of help is needed. If he beats Greg, it's going to make next week really interesting because, uh, again, it matters to Justin and Will, whoever's going to win that one, about passing Scott. Uh, I'll have all the final details on it, uh, hopefully on Monday or Wednesday, so you guys know what we're looking at. But not a not a meaningless game here. And uh, like I said, Greg does have a full roster going, unfortunately for Scott. Um, you got Jose, anything on these two? 96.3 to 94 was the final result of their week one matchup. Scott actually does have the lead over Greg two games to zero. Wow. Mm. Wow. wow. 
Go, Scott. I'm going to be going for the sweep on Sunday. Uh, last matchup of the week. I wish this was week 14, but it's not. <laughs> the two teams in the race to the bottom. Although it's it's really only one because Isaac, as we said, he was happy to play spoiler last week to Justin. Uh, he's going to set his lineup as is. Uh, Michelle's projection is still... Uh, she was actually really upset at how well Adrian Peterson did. Because he, uh, of he course put up he two was. touchdowns for it. That should have been DeAndre Swift, but he was hurt. <laughs> Dear Lord, her projection's still so low with a 17-and-a-half-point game out of AP. Yeah, mm-hmm. 64.5 is her projection. Isaac is 94.72. Uh, not a ton of implications here. It's it's pretty straightforward. If Isaac wins, Michelle is locked in to the bottom, uh, to the bottom spot. And you know what? Actually, if Isaac wins, he'll go to four and eight. And if Greg loses, he'll also be at four and eight. But I'm pretty sure Greg has the points edge, so I don't think Isaac will vault him. But there's still a week to go. Isaac plays me; he probably won't win. This, we'll do all the what ifs next week. But main moral of the story here: if Michelle loses, she locks in 12th place, which only helps her if she does not get flushed in the toilet bowl in which she would potentially lose a lottery ball and it would uh, not mean as much. So any comments on this one? None. Mm-mm. Let's go. Isaac. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jose, any numbers? Isaac leads this one, five games to three, uh, 99.66 to 86.9 in week one. Isaac took that matchup. Um, and that was also when Michelle was trying. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Isaac does have the edge. <laughs> Called out by the stat guy, Michelle. You heard that? Welcome to Club William. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's all love. All love. Nah, dude. Everybody betray me. that's great Uh, all right so Castro I hope you have our uh, our lightning round sound effect ready because we're going to go through rapid fire pick them on each of these Uh, I know you don't that's that's received next season that's one thing I meant to bring up with your cousin when he was talking about how he didn't have interest in doing a dynasty league because he didn't want to try I was gonna say, like, yeah, actually, I've known you to offer to pay your cousin to do your laundry, and you're also so lazy that you won't do it. So. <laughs> I'm busy, not doing lazy. nothing. <laughs> no, you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick in reverse order: uh, Isaac v. Michelle. Is anybody picking Michelle? Negative. No. 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 Nope. Nope. <laughs> Sweep for Isaac. Um, Scott versus Greg. Let's start with you, Castro. I think it's going to be Scott. I take Scott. William? Uh, Scott. Uh, Jose? I'm taking Greg. I will also take Greg just just off the irony that he's not even paying attention and he'll probably (laughs) win this game and delete and eliminate somebody from the playoffs. Uh, Justin? Yeah, re- honorary guest pick. Yeah, reluctantly, I'm going to take Scott. I think he's going to win. I don't want him to, but no, I think he's going to pull it out. I feel the William, same way. You better not pummel William too bad this week because you're going to need his help Relax. next week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, William? You, you, you should take uh, comfort, though, Justin, because if William gets eliminated and he loses the last week, all he does is help my lottery odds because I have his pick. <laughs> exactly. So 
Oh, cool. He dude. hasn't set cool. up to want to win. <laughs> cool. You're stuck between a rock and a hard place with that one, Will. S- suck it. <laughs> All right. Jose V. Fonz. Jose, you don't get a vote. Castro? It's going to be D's. William? Fuck D's. Let's go, bro. Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to say Jose wins as well. And Justin? Fuck Fonz. D's it is. Stand up for the people, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't get a vote on this next one, and uh, I am playing against Miller. Castro? You, Mario. William? Unfortunately, you. Say it. Yes, you. Say it. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> say Absolutely you. It, and it, it would have been you, but if we would have done this uh, the last show before the uh, players uh, Thursday night games went. So, yeah, 100%. Sorry, Miller. I was gonna say, like, if I had asked the same question two days ago, I wonder what the answers would have been. But Miller, uh, Justin. Yeah, I would have said I would have said you probably early too. But after that start, that you you know, I don't see any chance here. All right, clean sweep on that one too. Last one, Castro v. I'm sorry, not last one. Castro v. Work is the next one. <laughs> William. Ugh, Castro. How that taste? <laughs> it just hurts <laughs> <him> so much. <laughs> uh, you look like you just took a shot, Will. Uh, Jose. Yeah, I'm taking Castor as well. He's got Blankenship, so nothing else oh, matters. That's right. Nothing else matters. Rodrigo. You took my advice, that, Castro. That was Good my job. power pickup of the week. You took my advice. <laughs> Good. Uh, God. God, this is tough. You have the wide receivers matchup, but I'm really worried about that running back, too. I think it's going to come down to that. And looking at his running back matchups, they're all in the green. They're all good. And I'm going to take work. I'm going to take work. Even though I want the drama, I think you're going to fuck up. So. <laughs> <laughs> And Justin. Yeah, I desperately need Ward to lose here, so uh, I'm pulling for Castro and uh, hoping he can pull it out. Mm, Justin see. and Will both fighting for their playoff lives in your hands, Castro. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> He's going to fuck it up. <laughs> well, you could have taken care of business and not been five and six in the first place. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm an expansion oh, wow. team. <laughs> I have an excuse. Yeah. William's team is just managed by William. That's his excuse. Nah, I'm trying to give the people other a chance to win, you know? <laughs> All right. Last game is between you two. Uh I will start. I'm taking Justin after the Antonio Gibson blow up game. Castro? Will Justin all day. He said Will. I'll cut Let's... that out. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be justin let's go uh, fuck all you <laughs> he quits <laughs> it never quit he really doesn't he really doesn't he's gonna wait for stat corrections to be like no i think three touchdowns might have gotten erased and so I'm gonna wait for us to get out of it's, like, it's like the presidential election you're the the donald trump of our league (laughs) (laughs) all right well that 
finally wraps up all of our matchups. Justin, you sought out to do it and you did it and we're not even done because this only gives us uh, to the portion where we sort of leave the floor open to you. Um, it is your second full season. Um, first season as like a full team, not having to do an expansion draft. But second full year uh, with us as the uh, expansion team. And you chimed in a little bit about maybe some potential ideas or rule changes. But uh, yeah, just your overall feeling. This is your your time with the council to tell us uh, how you feel, anything you'd like to see change um, or uh, whatever you feel like sharing. Man, it's uh, it's been so much fun just being a part of this league. Uh, I've played fantasy football for, you know, it's been like 15, 16 years now. So it's, uh, I, I don't think that I've cared more about a league uh, than this one so far. So it's just fun. You guys have done a nice job of uh, changing stuff around and taking suggestions. And especially in a year like this where we're sitting here with, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Um, taxi squad stuff, the extra IR spots for COVID players, the chance to, you know, switch guys in and out. You've kind of done everything to to make it user friendly and make everybody in the league feel like they have a uh, a chance to kind of give their opinion and have a voice. So I, I can't uh, I can't thank you guys enough for inviting me in. It's been so much fun. Uh, I love the whole uh, Mario knows. I love the whole like head coach like uh, that old game in the early two thousands on the Xbox where you didn't get to play Madden. You just like you just were the coach and watched the players <laughs> play on the field and, and like <laughs> developed a team as a GM. Like that's my thing. So. Uh, Justin is the only person I know that actually played that game. God, and there's a reason they didn't make two of it them. Was a because fucking nobody had any interest in it. It was basically the Madden engine with with but you didn't play the games. You just you just got to do all the You just made the team. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to have uh to have a say in who you get to keep from year to year and hope you make the right decisions and all that. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, kind of carrying over like rule change stuff, you know. I, I know Michelle's been pretty vocal. I'm sure she'll come on here and talk about like a PPR uh, thing. You know, one thing I, I've talked a lot about with uh, with like Fonz and Mario is um, I'm in favor of a PPR, but not a point and not even a half a point, like maybe like a quarter point PPR just to, especially with a league that we have with such deep rosters and so many injuries and, you know, you're starting wide receiver fours sometimes, you know, and, and running back twos a lot, you know, uh, just to boost those positions a little bit with uh, a little help from, you know, a little PPR kind of help might help, but we looked at some stuff today and, and it might help a little bit. And, uh, and then defenses, you know, we were looking at the average, um, the average score by an NFL offense is almost 21 points in the NFL this year. And if a defense gives up 21 points in our league, they they're at flat zero, like just off the bat. So um, I've noticed like defenses don't like ever score points unless they're scoring like a pick six. So, uh, I don't know if that's something we ever think about changing just to uh, to increase that slider up like seven more points before teams go down. But that's just a suggestion I would throw out there is, you know, giving defenses a little more help across the league to uh, to be a little more of an asset to people. But it's not that many points. It's, a you know, it's an extra point or two. So but that's that's kind of that's kind of all I have. I'm, I'm really happy with everything. The rules have been great. I played in leagues where they did stupid stuff like. You know, a quarterback does for 300 yards, they get an extra 10 points. Or if a running back breaks 100, then they, you know, get an extra five points. And it just gets, it gets convoluted and it gets kind of crazy. The scores are super high. And so it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun doing this one. I do like, 
I've played in a couple leagues like that too. And that's sort of what I want to get away from. Um, when, as far as the PPR argument, PPR argument goes, um, you're right. We, I'm sure we will get in more in depth with it when Michelle comes on. But if I were to be able to be convinced, it would absolutely not be a full point. It would be half at the most. And I think you've proposed a quarter and it would be on the grounds that it helps elevate players like, uh, J.D. McKissick or a James White or a Gio Bernard, players like that, that given that we're in a 12-team, we have expanded rosters, we have taxis. If you look at the waiver wire right now, it is a it is a wasteland. There is nobody of relevance. I mean, this past week, I mean, Ahmed has just come out of, out of nowhere a couple of weeks, but there's not even really any relevant bids unless you count Will's kickers that are going to come out. <laughs> Hey, Castro, um, listen. So Castro, I, listen. So. I could I could buy it on the grounds that it helps boost uh, pass catching running backs, or maybe like the Cole Beasleys of the world, who probably wouldn't be starters otherwise, but can at least help fill in. Especially if we end up adding the uh, extra flex spot, which is something we haven't talked in depth about. But if we're now saying that um, starting teams need to have a ninth starter, ninth position player in. And you're struggling. Like right now, Castro doesn't have a, another running back to throw in for his thing. So having guys that you could pick up to increase their, like add relevance to more players, that is the argument I would buy. I do not at all buy this whole style points thing that if you break two tackles on your way to the end zone, that should be worth more because then you get into the gimmicky stuff, which is like, oh, instead of a 48-yard touchdown, he caught a 50-yarder. So that's an extra five points or, yeah, just little things like that. Exactly. So yeah, that's that's what I could be swayed on. And that's what I'd be more open to. But um, yeah, I don't know how the other guys have anything to say on it. I'm not a fan of PPR either. I guess your argument's uh, a decent one, Mario. Uh, maybe I could see it that way too to add a little bit of value to those really deep, deep, like deep, like league. Uh, I guess I don't know, not league winners, but like. Those players that no one ever hears about, those rare like times you have to put someone in there, and yeah, I guess that can help out a bit. But I'm mm. more, I've always been more of the non PPR. Like, I don't think being able to catch should <laughs> give you the, give you a point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just my my opinion on it, though, too. Yeah, and I'll say that you know I'm sure we'll get more into it, so I don't want to go on a rant about it. But um, I'm kind of in the same stance as Castro. I um, never been a fan of PPR. Um, if I could be convinced, it would probably be, I'd probably take Justin's suggestion and do the, the quarter, uh, quarter point PPR. Um, but with that being said, I feel like it's, it, it would only be fair to do PPR if we did a completely new league, um, <laughs> and, and, and did a redraft that way. But at that point, like I, I wouldn't want to do because this is my primary league and I don't want to take any right. attention away from it. So, um, I feel like it would be one of the other leagues we've done where, you know, it, it kind of fizzled out. We, we, disbanded right so um for that reason i you know that that's kind of where i stand but um i pulled up a little data sheet uh to kind of compare the leaders in current fantasy points as it compares to the leaders in receptions for wide receivers and the top let's just say 10 to run through pretty quickly uh top 10 in terms of uh total scoring for uh receivers this year tyree kill number one uh, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Will Fuller, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, Chase Claypool, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Stefan Diggs, Calvin Ridley. About what you think. The list of receivers who lead the league in total receptions. Keenan Allen, number one, 
So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's number eight in total points. So I don't have the numbers on how drastic he'd go, but Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, who was not on the original list, Robbie Anderson, number five, not Ugh. on the original list, Terry McLaurin, um, who was Tyler Boyd, not on the original list, Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cole Beasley. None of those guys are anywhere near the top in scoring. So, sure, on the one hand, it does increase the value of some of these um, lesser guys who don't score as much or maybe get as much volume. I'm sorry, they obviously get volume. They have a lot of catches. But maybe they don't score as much or maybe they don't get as many yards per catch. But if the change is really that drastic, it's hard to argue against doing a total redraft, which I would not want to do at this point. So just food for thought on that. Yeah, good points there. So, um, yeah, that's really all I have. Congratulations, Justin. I don't have the clock running, but I know you set the record as you sought out to do. You're all welcome. Uh, I know everybody won a little extra content on this, uh, on this episode, so... You're also the first to bring to follow the advice of the title, and you brought your own drink. You had me and Castor drinking too. It's the first time yeah, we actually followed the that. advice <laughs> <laughs> and started drinking. Thanks for coming, Justin. I don't ever want to see you again on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that uh, that if I don't make the playoffs, I I just want to be a fixture on the uh, on the playoff uh, talk podcast at least, you know, so that I can feel included still. <laughs> <laughs> you could take Castro's spot because okay. uh, the fan base when Isaac joined was was it, it reached a peak, yeah. and now that he joined back, I don't know. We saw unbelievable numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had eleven downloads. We're, yeah, <laughs> in a league of twelve, we had eleven downloads. <laughs> so we did. Uh, but yeah, yeah, buddy, really glad you could make it on. I was excited to get you on. Uh, felt like we'd have a lot of talking points. Might maybe the only occasion ever where you and I have been in a room together and I spoke more than you did, but, uh, happy to have you in this forum and, uh, and get you on and yeah, I'd love to have you back on, uh, maybe for some postseason talk or anytime you want to come. Um, I appreciate it guys. Well, it was a lot of fun. Well, well, let's go ahead and uh, get out of here then for Castro and Jose. We'll be back <laughs> in a couple days. And uh, William. Good luck, Justin. Big Willie signing out. You too, bro. Good game. <laughs> Later. Bye. Later.